The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, September 18th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. To do that, we encourage you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And once you do that, a form will pop up. That form pops up, you tell us what's going on. And at the end of the form, it says, do you want to join us live? If the answer is yes, and I sure hope it is, then Mark does everything else. It is so much better to have you guys join us live. Even if you're really shy, just know that I don't know. We we can anonymize you a little bit. You can change your name. You can change a few facts. People won't know. Anyway, if you don't want to come on the air, I get it. It can be a little daunting. That's okay, too. Uh, just give us a lot of information when you're completing the form so we know how to help you best. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget you should be signing up for the free weekly newsletter, and you can also subscribe to the Jill on Money live webinars. Yes, quarterly access to live webinars. Lots of fun bonus content. We're putting stuff up there all the time. Okay, right now, let's get our work week started with Jennifer, who's on the line from Washington State. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? What can we do for you? Hi there. I am looking for some reinforcement or guidance as far as are we okay backing off on retirement savings? Or if we do that, are we going to be making our retirement more difficult. You want to have a little more fun right now. Exactly. All right. I get you that you're entitled. uh, Let's get some facts here. Jennifer, how old are you? I'm 50. 50. You're a little young to be backing off. I hope you have a lot of money saved. Wait a second. Are you, you have a, we, do you have a partner or a spouse? Yep, I do. And he is 52. Okay. And you guys have kids? We do. How old? We have a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old. 19-year-old is in college. He's starting junior year. He did some high school type credits that applied Mm -hmm. to college. And 22-year-old started college during the pandemic, didn't have the best experience, but she did keep with it long enough to get her AA degree 
but mm-hmm. definitely plans to go back. So she's kind of half launched. She is working full time, mostly supporting herself other than we're helping with a couple things. Does she live with you guys? No, she doesn't. Oh, she oh wow. Look at that. It's interesting. And she has a good job. Is she happy where she is? She has a good job for the point of her life she's at. If I can, that's hard yeah. to say. She has a job she super enjoys. It lets her, it's in a recreation setting. So it lets her be outside, which is one of her passions. Mm. It is definitely not a career. Okay. Um. So that's why she does plan to go back to college, she says. We're okay. hoping. Um, but she's loving where she is now. And again, with the pandemic, it was a tough time. So to be outside doing what she loves is great at this time in her life. That's awesome. If that makes All right. sense. That's good. It is. And it certainly, look, it's better that she's in that situation than she's like, oh, I'm just going to like grind it through college and kind of screw up and, you know, kind of squander that opportunity. So I think it was a pretty mature decision to get to this place. I, I completely applaud that. I don't think everybody's ready for four years straight out of school. It's, it's just not for everybody. So uh, good for her to know herself. And so, Jennifer, tell me about um, income for you guys. How do you derive income right now? We both work. I make 75000 He makes, fluctuates a tiny bit So, I, with bonus, but I tried to pick a consistent, um, would be around 180 Okay. And right now, what are you doing with retirement? Like what it, you said you want, we're talking about maybe backing off from contributing to retirement. So tell us what you're doing now. We have been maxing out okay. a retirement 401ks. So both of us the with the catch up at this point. Mm-hmm. And then also maxing out he has an HSA. And are they traditional 401ks or Roths? Mostly traditional. Um, recently, my company did add a Roth option. So I've done a little bit to it, but it's like 6000 So okay. it's super minimal. So unfortunately, oh. all pre-tax. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question about the, the balances. How much money have you guys socked away so far? Mine's at 400000 roughly. Mm-hmm. And his is just under 800 I'm going to say 800. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Any other old IRAs or anything else kicking around? We each have an annuity, Mm. which was from previous jobs that we rolled over. Been around a really long time at the, I know annuities aren't always the best. And if I could go back, I would do it differently. But you have them. Yeah. And at the time I left a company that they had a pension program, but it was ending and mm. so I was really focused on, oh, my gosh, there's good, no pension. And the place I was going had no pension. So that was our financial person suggested, well, here's a way to get income. Mm-hmm. So um, we're estimating from that we would get an income from mine, probably about 1500 a month in retirement mm-hmm. and his probably about 1000 a month. So you said 1500 a month for you. At what age would that be turning it on? I think, and again, this was rough calculator playing yeah. with, um, but it was like 65. Okay, fine. That's fine. Are either of you entitled to pensions? No, afraid not. Okay. All right. We do have brokerage. Sorry. Tell me about those. The brokerage fund has 25, I'm sorry, 25, 250,000. Oh. Oh, I, like I like when you forget a zero yeah, and it goes the other way, zeros. right? That's yes. good, right? Um, mostly individual stocks. Mm. Um, but a bunch, yeah. And then we do have some in mutual funds, I think maybe 70,000 in mutual funds. Okay. And you guys are managing that yourselves? 
Mm-hmm. Um, we had a financial person for years and years that we absolutely adored. She was friend of the family and ch- we'd charge us $100, $100 a year as her friends yeah. and family. So, I yeah. mean, she really just helped us with our 401k and helped us establish the mutual funds. She did pass away. So we oh. were seeing the person that she rec- she set us up with. Um, haven't been quite as happy. I mean, he did get us in a lot of stocks that are doing really well. How much do you pay the this person? It's only what he's getting off the mutual funds. So he gets like what we call the trail. Like there's an yes. embedded cost in these. Okay. Um, no problem. That's not a problem. What about money in the bank? Um, that we're not as good on. I mean, we do have some. We do have some. We have 30000 But I know okay. we're nowhere near the what we should have for an emergency fund. Any other financial assets like you have uh, rental property or anything like that that's, um, that's an investment? We have... A quarter share in a family property that was my husband's grandparents. And so his parents actually lived there. So it's not like really income or anything, but at some point it may be sold off. So there like may that. be some, but it's it's probably not going to be anything huge. So um, what about the house you live in right now? House we live in, uh, we do have a mortgage. Mortgage is down to 100000 Our Interest rate is 2.75, so not oh making gosh. any extra payments. And we're, I would say, worth about 750 What do you think you guys spend on a monthly basis? Um, right now, we're spending between nine and 10000 a month. Do you think that that would change? You know, I, you're 52. So if we uh, look ahead once your junior uh, in college is out. And you think that that would go down when both kids are kind of really launched and done or, or not? You think that's about the right amount? I suspect it would go down a little bit. We really want to be able to travel and do extra stuff, especially, you know, 60 to 70. With our current spending, yes, that will definitely go down, but it would be nice to you know, keep a cushion for that kind of thing. When we've done retirement budgeting, usually we have been looking at about 8,000. All right. What do you think about retirement age for you guys? Forgetting about the the money you're saving in retirement. What do you think about the age that you would really want to call it quits? We were talking about truly calling it quits, maybe 65, 67. Mm-hmm. We would like to do some kind of coast downsize type job around age 60. My husband was estimating he could switch to like a consulting thing where it was more like 75000 for him. Mm-hmm. Mine depends on the market or even, you know, pick up something else just so we ha- I have more flexibility to travel, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but we were looking at basically still covering our expenses mm-hmm. until the 65 or 67. Okay. And do you happen to know what your social security benefit is likely to be at 67? At 67, mine is 2600. Okay. My husband's is more of an estimated, but it looks like it would be on their quick calculator 3600. And that's at his full retirement age of 67, 67 right? 67, yep. So, okay. So what we know is at 67, you guys have 2600 of social security 3600 but also we've got that extra money from the annuity which is another 2500 right yep okay so you know it's kind of like you're kind of close in terms of covering today's dollar expenses right mm-hmm. and yeah. so i think what i'm hearing from you is that the game plan that you're hoping to execute is this just make sure i'm on the right page with you yep is that you're 52 now 
you want to keep working till you're 60. So we have eight more years of making the same money, the 180 and 75 for eight more years. And then from 60 to 67, husband backs off and goes to more consulting income. You do something. We may be in your industry, maybe not, but that the between the two of you, you would cover whatever your expenses are at that time between age 60 and 67. So we don't have to dip into the retirement assets at that time, right? Yep. Okay. That's the game plan. And so then the question becomes from your perspective, I got $1.2 million in retirement already and another 250 in non-retirement isn't that enough Jill is that kind of where we are yeah because we do have some things that would be nice to do before we get into retirement or have the funds for it before we get in retirement like we really need to remodel the house uh, we do a lot of camping we've talked about buying a vacant piece of property around here would be looking probably a hundred thousand where we could you know just go and camp a few acres of vacant land mm-hmm. and so it'd be nice to do that beforehand so we wouldn't have, you know, be making payments when we're retired. I got it. How much do you think you have to spend for the house to remodel it in the way you want? I mean, I don't, don't, don't be chintzy about it. We're guessing about 60000 So do it. You got the money in stocks. Here's what I would do. I would look at that non-qualified account, meaning your, your brokerage account. You've got stocks and mutual funds in there. Tell your broker, your new, your new dude, say, hey, we need to net make sure you say the word net. We need to net $60,000 to do some work on the house. We are not getting another loan. We're not doing anything. We've got to do this work. So look at the account. Ask ask this guy to do it. This is part of his job. Say, we need you to be uh, taking as much money in a tax-efficient way. Some of the stocks may have done well. Maybe something else isn't doing as well. Sell what you need to sell to raise on net $60,000. Maybe there's capital gains. I don't know. Get that done. Do it immediately. Okay. That's a no brainer. And just leave some money in cash so you can make sure you have the money to pay the capital gains. It'll be due. Okay. All right. So let's get rid of that. So now let's just pretend that we have 150,000 will be left in that account. All right. And you'll have 1.2. What is the way that each of your employers does with uh, matching? What, what do they do? I have a 4% match. My husband gets the bonus instead. Okay. So he doesn't so he have no any match. kind of match. No. I mean, look, I think it is okay not to necessarily max out these retirement accounts. Like maybe just back off and just do the 22.5. Okay. You don't have to do the 30. So let's go back to 22.5, do the 22.5 for both of you. Now that extra money, what I would do is number one, I'd beef up my bank account, right? Numero uno. Number two, you can start to add that money back into your brokerage account so that you can replenish the $100,000 that that you've sold off, right? And you're going to want to make sure that you start to put the money away so you can buy that vacant land. Okay. And we do have with our son and potentially in the future with the daughter, both of them have 529s that cover tuition, mm-hmm. but we are cash flowing housing. Okay. So right. that's why it's been super tight paying rent in this area as well on a second place because yeah. he's not able to live at home. So I that mean, would make, that would help with that. Yeah. So I, that's what I would do. And you can see how things go. I don't, I can't say this is like a 
100% slam dunk, but I think it's doable. And I think the more important question that, you know, you guys will have to face as you look at your 60s is kind of like, well, things change, right? You'll really get a much better idea as you get to be 58, 59, 60. Number one, what you're spending. And number two, what you can really earn at that time to make sure that you can make this plan work. This plan only works if you cover your expenses from age 60 to 67. It won't work otherwise. It just won't. Last uh, couple of questions. How about the estate documents? Are they done? They are. And actually, can I ask one other thing that's kind of tied to that kind of stuff? Long-term care. My husband's family does have history of Alzheimer's, so he has super strong feelings that we should have it. Mm. I know financial person said, "Eh, we didn't really need it. Uh, I don't know about that. I think you're right in that. Yeah, you might need a little bit of long-term care. Hey, wait a second. Let me ask you a question. On those annuities, check to see whether or not there's a long-term care rider on those. You might be able to access those funds for long-term care. This person you work with is a broker or is this a financial planner? What do you think? Financial planner. They're CFPs, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, I would ask them to say, could you potentially um, just look for a policy that we could purchase that's not a full-blown, crazy, you know, I'm going to cover every single dollar, but some baseline coverage. See how much it costs. See what's out there. Um, And this person might say, oh, you don't need it. But, you know, you're close in that category. Like I would say if he were to become... If you were diagnosed, let's say it's like you're set in your you're 75, right? 75 and 77. He gets diagnosed. None of the money that you have is so vast that that can like you could absorb like having uh, you know, $200,000 a year come out. Like that would would leave you impoverished. It really would. It would like you would be screwed. Is it possible that mathematically you probably don't need need it? Yeah, but you're kind of, you're close enough. And if he has a family history, I might at least look into it. You might change your mind when you see how much it costs and it's expensive. You yes. know, but let's yeah. why not just have the cost and say, you know, we just want to cover something, right? It, it very few people need need long term care, especially men, by the way. Very few need it for more than five years. It's usually three years or less, and it's not that everybody ends up in a facility. It's usually like it goes in stages. Like first you need a little extra help in the house and you need this, then you need that. And if you can just pay for that part of it, if they did end up in a facility, then you probably have enough money to absorb it at that point. But I would get at least a quote. Okay. Okay. Sounds now, great. Thank now you. tell me about besides his Alzheimer's, what's, how about the estate plan? We got that done? Got will and all the other all the other documents and life insurance. We've got uh, I think it was a thirty year term, term we took out way back when. Mm-hmm. We actually have ten years left on it. And mine's seven fifty. His is a million. You probably just FYI that term policy. Um, once the kids are done with college, you can probably get rid of it. But you know, if it gives you comfort, then you don't have to. But I'm just saying, you probably won't need it after that. All right, my friend. Any other questions on your end? Nope, that's it. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, keep on keeping on. Good luck to you. And if you like Jennifer, just need a little guidance with a game plan that you're concocting. 
give us a holler. And it could be a game plan about a lot of different things. Remember, my entire book is based on these conversations, The Great Money Reset. These are the conversations, I call them off-ramp conversations. This is your off-ramp where you say, I want to get from here to there. And sometimes an off-ramp can be, you know, in your 30s. It could be like, I'm in a career, I'm going crazy, I hate it, and I need an off-ramp to get to a different career. If you're making a big change, we'd love to hear from you. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. And also, while you're there, buy my book, The Great Money Reset. And that way, you'll be able to maybe have a framework for making some of these bigger decisions. So check that out. Okay, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to the program and try to lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 